And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and me the football champions. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the We Are Meath podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm delighted as always to be joined by County Board uh, PRO and Leinster PRO, Mr Martin O'Halloran. Martin, how are you? I'm great, Michael, yourself? I'm not too bad. I'm, you I enjoyed I'm the celebrations of last week? I did indeed and it was great to have a day off from the podcast and it was great to have a... Uh, Connor Nash in the can just to send that podcast out last week after the county final. Not a bad substitute, but it doesn't replace the real thing, I suppose. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you said it. But we are all fully recovered, thanks be to God, and we're back uh, doing the uh, podcast for episode seven this week. Uh, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the county final that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the Camogie All-Stars. We'll be talking about the new away mead jersey, the leaked jersey, Martin. Um, Martin just giving a frown there as I say the leaked new away in Mead jersey we'll also be talking about uh, the Leinster Club Championship um, maybe a stocking filler as well for the upcoming uh, uh, festivities at Christmas uh, the old season ticket we'll also be talking about some abscondees from the Mead team and what way the Mead team are looking this year uh, this coming year we'll uh, probably talk about uh, a couple of fundraisers that are happening maybe some of the things that are happening with clubs around the county at the moment looking for managers and stuff and then at the end of the show there's a thing happening at the moment on RTE it's a show called the greatest Irish sporting moment and uh, we're going to be doing our version of that and it's going to be the Meads uh, sorry the Meads greatest GAA moment so that's something to look forward to later in the show but I suppose to start off to kick off the show this week we'll have to go back uh, a week and a half and uh, to the county final the Ferry House Steel senior championship final between Simonstown and Summerhill and Simonstown retained the Keegan Cup uh, with eight points to spare against Summerhill, but probably wasn't the story of the game. Um, I suppose Simonstown missed an awful lot in the first half, and then it was Summerhill's turn to come out in the second half, Martin, uh, and, and missed their chances to get back into the game. Yeah, I was going to say a game of two halves, but that really wasn't the case. Summerhill started quite strongly and had a few uh, very good chances of goals and things like that, but. Uh, Simonson yeah. had, a, had a goal opportunity in, in the first 30 seconds and only for an amazing goal line clearance um, yeah. from, I can't remember his name, the... McDonald, the goalkeeper. No, it, it, was, it was put past McDonald and it was the substitute, Qua- Qua- is it Quailon uh, Young? Quailon yeah, Young, yeah. Yeah, yeah Quailon Young made an unbelievable goal line clearance um, in, in the first 30 seconds. And, and he, just, he had a chance to score a goal down the other end only two minutes later, so yeah. he was heavily involved uh, in the action. But don't forget, he's plenty of experience. You know, his father played inter-county football for me, and he was on the panels and played in the teams himself. Mm-hmm. So Caelan Young is a fine footballer. But overall, um, you know, as the game flowed, it did seem that Simonstown, I think with the benefits of um, la- winning a county title, getting the monkey off their back last year, they played, as they did all year, with a little bit more experience. You know, Shane O'Rourke, one of the finest footballers in the county. There's yeah. no question about that. We say that here every week. Yeah. Uh, another great performance uh, by him up and down the field. And ev- everyone else. Uh, I think, I think, you know, I think that, that what Simonstown were able to do, that not an awful lot of teams were able to do, was to stop the key men for Summerhill. Um, the two Daltons 
um, in corner forward and then uh, David Larkin at wing wing forward. They would have been the three, and Dardis, I suppose, at centre-back, who had a great start to the game. Forward, has, yeah. or sorry, centre-forward. Yeah, mm. He had a great start to the game, and then when Conor Nash was moved back onto him, that seemed to curtail him a, a little bit. But Simonson had the measure of their key forwards, I suppose. Yeah, but Simonstown have a, a very big men, some very big men. You know, uh, uh, Breen Conlon, you know, yeah. great player, I know. He wasn't well on the day, but he started the game particularly well. Uh, he well, Dardis, runs, you know. yeah, just before mm. he was taken mm. off, he, he made a couple of Darton runs and looked really like, you know, he could set the, the, the game on fire. But you could see that when he got back after the second run that he was quite fatigued. Um, and Dardis had ran him around a little bit in the earlier mm. stages. But for me, Shane Gallagher at corner back was absolutely exceptional. Shane is a fine footballer. We said that here two weeks ago before the county final, you know, and uh, Kane on the half-back line. There isn't a bad footballer on it. You know, they're very, very strong. And I think Summerhill, I suppose, it became fairly obvious where their attacking uh, prowess was going to be after their semi-final and quarter-final wins, that it was going to be uh, the Daltons or Dardis at centre-forward. Yeah. And so they were fairly snuffed out. Uh, that's, and that's not easy to do because Sean Dalton and Davy Dalton are fine footballers all in their own right. And uh, on the day, it just didn't happen for them. You know, they missed a couple of... Uh, well, freeze. well, it would look like handy freeze, yeah. uh, but uh, it's yeah, very different when you're, out, yeah, when you're out there lot, yeah. and all that, you know. Uh, Brian Ennis is a very fine footballer and played brilliant for them over the years. He just didn't have a perfect day last Sunday, you know, on the day. But these things happen in finals, you know. Um, but overall, I think what we can take from the final, first of all, uh, we were very lucky. The pitch was in great condition. The weather, you know, uh, we have to give uh, John McBride and, and his particular people who keep that pitch uh, all year round perfect. We've one of the finest playing surfaces in the country. Staff were proud of. And again, it was a fine day. Attendance of over 5,000. I was just going to say know, that. 5,040 yeah. in mm. attendance 5, at a county senior final yeah. is not bad. It's a little bit down mm. on last year. I think maybe last year, the fact that uh, Simonstown, their first ever, or, well, going to win their first ever senior championship final, and, and people probably thought that there was a good chance that they could do it. Yeah, and then they were playing Dunhamore Ashbourne. Ashbourne is a big place, so yeah. they might have attracted more, things like that. There was a, a replay, um, St. Colin Kills were playing in a replay, in it, or uh, was it a replay, or was it just the, the minor final there last year as well? So they, they all uh, attracted it. One of the significant things about it this year that's uh, at least 25 to 30 percent uh, of the people who actually got went to the game actually bought their tickets in advance. This is a new thing that we want all the time to happen on county final day is for you to buy your tickets in Super Value, Centra, and Jack here in Navan. You know, the club, the clubs can buy the tickets online, gea.ie forward slash tickets. So, all of those things, and that's a great success. What does that mean? Easy access to the ground, yeah, and that's what it's all about getting in in time. Buying your match program, uh, watching the game, you know, and and going home, and that's really what what it is all about for the supporters. So this it was a big success from that point of view. And know? then and, and then just a little bit of praise for yourself because the program uh, was absolutely incredible. It has to be said it was it was a county championship. It was all Ireland championship standard of, of a program, and, and uh, it really was from start to finish. I know not a lot, lot an awful lot of people get the program and don't look through it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was a great read from, from, from the beginning to the end. Yeah, there was rele relevant stuff in it. it yeah, was there, was a, there was a couple of uh, interesting things in it this year. Now, don't forget uh, where it always seems like I get the praise for the programmes. We have a team uh, Do you in not place. do them on your own? You know, well, Lucas, why would I want to take the credit? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, <clears throat> Fergal Lynch helps me from uh, Fergal from the Mead Chronicle. Um, a number of others, Brendan Cummins makes contributions, uh, Noel Coogan makes contributions, and this year we tried to mix it up. There was a lot uh, from the 1967 team, mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot from the 87 team. We had uh, Rory Stories, Rory's launched a book. Uh, we had some interesting uh, match day facts from Rory uh, in his own usual humour. And then we had another one uh, from Liam Cahill, um, who uh, Liam Cahill 
before everyone else was involved had uh, a website and that type of thing uh, on Far Rua and you know which was a very which was a big success and it, it, these all just add now of course you're not going to read those while you're at the match yeah. you know but it's a fiver you know and, and it was a high quality it was a real program. good yeah. keepsake for anybody yeah. of course for Simonson people being at that match they'll want mm. to keep that program and it is a really nice uh, keepsake to have from the from the final a little nugget of information for you about Simon's turn on the day. Um, their first four subs, the only four subs that they used, I believe, as well, were four ex-inter-county footballers from four different provinces. Well, that's she an interesting... There you go. That's, that's a so nice little nugget. Seamus Kenny, obviously, Mead and Leinster. Um, uh, Joe Lyons, Limerick and Munster. Uh, James Kilcullen was uh, Mayo or Sligo and uh, Connacht and then uh, myself Mickey Brennan played for Cavan in the Ulster Championship and whatever so it, it's just a nice little nugget of information now I'm born and raised in Navan I went to Cavan in my 20s um, uh, for work and whatever but for f it's a nice it little nugget nice that yeah. Simonson's first four subs were four ex-inter-county footballers from four different uh, provinces so it's a nice little a nice little nugget just to have as well. well you were always good at the stats Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's my next job maybe yeah. in Simonson and um, I suppose look to move it on um, uh, we just want to say well done to Simonson obviously and uh, um, uh, I just have to say as well that I going for three in a row would be amazing for Simon's turn, but I don't think my liver could take it. That's one thing I know that's for sure. So what about you, you announcing your retirement or something? Is that what you're doing now? No. Or we leave that for another day? We'll leave that for another okay, day. That, that'll be an exclusive, okay, so we'll yeah, after okay. Christmas or something. Yeah. Um, to move it on then as well, some great joy around the county as well um, with the announcement of the Camogie All-Stars. It was the 14th annual uh, All-Stars events for the Camogie. And... Mead had six All-Stars, uh, but not only had they the six All-Stars, they also had the player of the Intermediate uh, Camogie Championship, and that's Claire Coffey from Nafina. Um, another couple of little facts, Megan Thine, Amy Gaffney and Aoife Minogue all got their first All-Star. Uh, Emily Mangan and Claire Coffey got their second ever All-Star, but Jane Dolan receiving her sixth All-Star, that's, that's an unbe unbelievable feat as well. Unbelievable for anybody to win one All-Star. Yeah. To, you know, two magnificent and then to go on and do that. There is no word for it, you know. And she fully deserves it, you know, outstanding. The Camogie were absolutely brilliant this year. They really were. And, uh, unbelievable year, yeah, like, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, and where they've come from, you know. Mm. Like, they've come from, Junior you know, yeah, right down at the very bottom, right up to the top. And a lot of that has to do with, of course, with the girls themselves. It's a lot of strong clubs, uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of work being done throughout yeah, the county, absolutely, yeah. and that's fantastic. But you cannot. Clemenson are very strong. You know, you Nathina can't get a strong. group of girls like that together yeah. and just go from the bottom tier to the top tier without a, a, a captain of a ship, and uh, the yeah, man and that I, is John I, Davis. Yeah, I have to say that John Davis. You know, uh, like I knew John in the nineties yeah, when he was involved with with Mead Hurland, and he was very professional. Uh, late, you know. Everything he did uh, with the particular teams, and he's particularly passionate. If you see him on the sideline, he's up and down, you know, and waving his hands in the air and all that type of thing. Uh, I did also say before he was a very good dancer, so that's what keeps him fit. <laughs> and uh, he dances up inside that uh, particular sideline. But look, you can't take away from what uh, Mead Camogie has achieved this year, and. Every one of those people who got the awards deserved the, the awards. And there is only one downside to this. Uh, I personally, it's only a personal toss, John Davis should have got the manager of the year. Um, I think a lot of people are on the same uh, wavelength as you with that one. It was, uh, it was uh, an absolute travesty, to be honest with you, that he didn't well, get it. Well, I think it. so. It was... If people realise what they have achieved, you know, mm. like Cork is a massive county and they're very, very strong at Camogie. You know, their, their senior teams are very strong. They're yeah, intermediate they've been the teams. Of so they for have a long the clubs, time. they have the structures, and they have all those type of things in place. Like, we're in Mead. Uh, it's a developing game. The game is developing in, in County Mead. And to achieve what they have uh, is phenomenal. Now, let's, you know, John Davis will be a modest man, so of course. He, he wouldn't be looking for any award. And no, I know but that. we want him to you get know, the but award. We, but we do yeah, want him. We did want him to get it. Because he deserves it. You know, but as far as we're concerned, 
you know, we're over the moon for uh, both him and the achievements of everybody involved with Mead Camogie. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a phenomenal year for Mead Camogie and um, not only for John Davis and the whole team, but uh, the six girls as well getting their all-stars just, you know, goes a long way to saying what they did this year and we wish them well in the future for 2018 when they go up yeah, into senior and ranks. The other good thing about it is great to see someone from the parish getting the player of the year. Of course, um, yes, someone from your own <laughs> parish. <laughs> yes, yeah, did you have a hand in teaching no, Absolutely no, not, no. None whatsoever, but it's just uh, but you'll take the, the, small, <laughs> the small ball game is big in our parish, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, look, you've lost a couple of senior finals uh, as well in, in yeah. football, so, you know, Nafina... Uh, yeah, unfortunately they have, you know, but... Uh, you know, that's that's something else. You know, we're yeah. talking about Camogie now, so they're the top on the top table now. And on so that note, we'll move up. on yes. anyway, so we will. Mm. And we're going to move on now to uh, something that you, I don't think you're going to like too much, but a leaked uh, uh, jersey um, got out onto the interweb lately in the last week. It's the new away jersey, the new Mead away jersey. And it's been causing... Huge waves throughout the throughout the country, so it has because it's it's been received with great praise. It has to be said, and it is an absolutely gorgeous jersey. Um, it's very reminiscent of the Offaly 1980 jersey. So it is the white jersey with the lines down the side. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yourself, Martin. Have you? I did see it last night online. Yeah, uh, that was the first time I saw it. Um, you know, it's, jerseys like that, it's up to everyone as to exactly what they actually want to wear. Um, so, for me... Uh, Would you wear it? Do you not think it's a nice jersey? Well, I'm not sure to do them in my size, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a bit of paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, but, but as a static... You need a lot of paint, that's I all think, I'll say I think, I think the fact that it was leaked <laughs> is that you're, that's what's annoyed you a little bit. But, but, but take oh, all that away from it. To aesthetically, as a jersey, it's an actually... It's actually a beautiful, beautiful jersey. Yeah, it looked good, yeah. It looked good, good, yeah. yeah. Good. That's yeah. all he's given me, so it is. Again, as usual, I give him, I throw out the carrot and he just smacks it back in my face. But I suppose while we're on that, on the new Mead away jersey, um, and, and how nice it is, we just need the players to fill it. So we're going to just skip forward a little bit um, because at the moment... Uh, Going on, on reports from the last two weeks, Mead have uh, have been hit with a few abscondees from the senior panel. Um, Paddy O'Rourke, who's been the netminder for practically the last eight years, Rory O'Quailon of O'Mahony's and Ronan Jones are both uh, going to be in America for the year and Paura Carnan is going travelling uh, next year and Paddy O'Rourke has, has, has retired from, from inter-county football. And therefore, huge blows to the Mead team you know, um, at a time when Mead football is not at its highest, you know, you, you, they're four huge players. No, they certainly losing. couldn't afford to lose anybody, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure Andy is scratching his head, you know, when he sees this happening, but there'll be plenty more, and he has to work away with it. Now, from my own point of view, I've always thought Paddy O'Rourke was a particularly colourful character, and uh, I'll... It would have suited the I, New Jersey, then. He, well, you know, <laughs> he would have been in the goals, we number one, so would have had that <laughs> colour. would have had that colour. You know, so... Uh, but I haven't said that. Paddy will be... Uh, he will be a big loss. A colourful character, a colourful character in the dressing room, very, very popular with the Mead supporters, you know, um, always willing to do an interview, always available for that type of thing. So, you know, Paddy will be missed outside of the football, outside of the game and the field. You know, he's a very good goalkeeper. He will be missed. Rory obviously has education and all those type of things. Rory's a very good talent. You know, uh, how long is he away for? I don't know. Ronan Jones is the same. Seth and Ronan at you know, least a year, I believe. You know, yeah. And um, I don't know. Uh, Pori Carnan has been one of the quality uh, defenders in uh, the game over the last uh, couple of years. So... You know, they're not easy replaced. Yeah, well, I suppose it leaves it leaves gaps for players to come in and, and, and stuff like that. And and from what we're hearing, well, from what I know so far, is that uh, Porrick McKeever, um, the player of the the man of the match in, in last two year last two senior championship finals, he's been called in. Mark McCabe, also of Simonstown, the man they know is Crouchy, he's been called in. There's no doubt in Porrick McKeever's or Mark McCabe's um, ability. We've seen that in the last two years in the Mead Senior Championship. Um, Porrick McKeever has been there before. Mark, 
he's hitting the 30 years of age mark but if if, if he has it if he has the quality to be there and he can give like he won't he, he won't be over the hill really till he's 33 or 34 one thing I know is he's as fit as any man on that mead team, mm. so it's not going to be a fitness uh, issue when he goes in. But I, uh, people are saying, well, he's 30 years of age. If he's good enough to be there, bring him in. Absolutely. Look, th that's what November is all about. November is about bringing uh, people in to have a look at them, to give them their opportunity. And Mark deserves it. As you say, we had a very good year this year, a very good performance. Porrick McKeever, we all know about him. Um, you know, he's had some fantastic games, you know, and absolutely, yeah. and uh, a very good season as well. So these lads, but I'm sure there's a whole lot more. I haven't spoken yeah. to the manager, I don't know who's in or who's out. You do hear these things on the grapevine, but... Uh, they had a training you know, camp on the weekend. Yeah, I, just I think so, I think, I think they were uh, in Johnstown. And, uh, I, you know, that's, this, this was the time of the year where they put, the, put uh, everything together. And you won't feel now till football will be started again, you know, in the Bourne Cup just a couple of days after Christmas, you know. So all those, this, it's that time of year where you have to get your homework done and get ready for the new season. Yeah, and I suppose just on, on the Paddy O'Rourke thing, you know, Paddy gone now, that means that our next number one, uh, next choice goalkeeper on the main team would be Joe Sheridan, um, going on last year's mm. panel. Um, you know that. I'm leaves fairly sure there'll be others will get an opportunity. But having said that, it, isn't Joe a great servant that he makes himself available absolutely. all the time for the county? 100%, 100%, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and, and if we had a lot more men like Joe, we we wouldn't be too bad of a situation because. You know, only for the commitment he puts to it. You have to admire any man. You know, he was off the panel for a while, and now he's back, and you know he's uh, committed. I don't know. I, I, as I say, I don't know whether he's with the panel or not. But as if you tell yeah. me he is, well, I, well, I well I'm, I'm just yeah, going yeah. on last year's panel, and mm. I haven't heard that mm. he's I, 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 that he's left or anything. But if you look at teams around the country, it's not. It's the nearly the done thing now to change a guy who was a great kicker of a ball. Uh, be it off the ground or out of their hands, but uh, uh, somebody who's really accurate with the ball to turn them into a goalkeeper. One that sticks out for me is Ray Galligan in Cavan, who ended up winning an, uh, an Ulster, um, an Ulster All Star last year um, for his exploits as being a goalkeeper, and he had only been turned into a goalkeeper two years previous to that. So maybe you know, if you're going on last year's panel, Joe would be next next choice goalkeeper. And then whoever else is brought in, there's a couple of goalkeepers that spring to mind. St. Colm Kill's goalkeeper, um, uh, Robbie Hannigan. Birmingham, uh, Jack Hannigan. Uh, you know, these lads might be called in, but Joe w might get his, uh, his chance at being well, I'm sure if he does, he does. And he'll, he'll, he'll be interesting he'll to see. He'll be proud to wear that jersey as any other mead man, I can tell you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, mm. and look, it's, it's tough times for Ma Andy McEntee really at the moment um, looking at the players that he's lost and there but are Andy rumors. won't see it he'll see this as a challenge he'll be up for this him and his team I've seen him in there I was in Dungani recently I've seen him in there uh, surrounded by uh, his management team and you know I, I know by them they love meat football and they will there'll be no stone unturned to try and uh, have a good year starting off with the Auburn Cup at the end of the year. Yeah, and he still he still has some games that he'll be able to get to go to as well to see um, if there's any rising stars that he can bring in to uh, the Mead panel. Because if we go back now uh, to the Leinster Club Championship, um, Curraha beat the O'Connells of Loud in the Leinster Intermediate uh, quarterfinal last week, yeah. I believe it was, um, uh, on a scoreline of 2-7 to the O'Connells' uh, 12 points. And that was a good win against a tough team from um, from Loud. It's a great win for them, you know. And uh, we sometimes we talk about uh, Mead Camogie and the rise. Uh, it's a similar rise for Coraha, you know, only a couple of years struggling to hold on to their uh, junior status, and now have put together a very strong, a very physical uh, panel with a lot of football in them. And they come and up against a very physical team in the O'Connells. I, I know their manager, Paddy Bates, yeah. is a Drumgoon man, a Cavan man, um, and I know Paddy very well. And he was really, really happy with this team. Now, he did lose a couple of players. Um, in the first round of the Leinster. I think um, he lost one of his first team. Yeah, yeah, he lost one of his one first, first team, team yeah. um, uh, due to um, uh, a melee on the field. Um, and that was the player that he was most worried about losing or whatever. But, you know, he did think that he had a strong enough team to beat the Curraha boys. 
Yeah, but that's all managers think. That's the, that's the whole thing. You have to be positive. There's no oh, point being in the yeah. competition. You know, but... Uh, but I mean, talking to him, I was talking to him off air, we'll say, yeah. and getting an honest opinion from him. And he was like, no, like we're going to give this Leinster a good rattle. So if he thought that they were going to give Leinster a good rattle, that's, that bodes well then for Curra Ha going into the next does. round. certainly does. The they don't know who they're playing yet. Uh, that's going to be Emo or, or Ballybuckle. Yeah, that was a draw, so that's re that'll be replayed this particular Saturday in Dublin. And uh, they'll be playing the winners of that. And Shadil, at this stage, everything is a bonus now for them, really. You know, they, they dreamed about being a senior football club. They are. Uh, here they are in the Leicester Intermediate uh, semi-final with a great chance, you know, driven by some very good players. David Toner, I'm delighted to see uh, Andrews Bartlesby got a great goal to get them, mm -hmm. you know, into the next round. You know, uh, we all know who James McEntee is, a very high-quality footballer. So, and this is a very small little club, and, you know, I think the whole county is behind hoping they'll do well. Yeah, I think they are, and, and we wish them the best of luck in the semi-final. And then back to Leinster Club, it was the junior uh, championship and, and Mead Hill, the colourful and loud Mead Hill, who've given their supporters an unbelievable year, um, were very unfortunate to lose out um, by four points to the Offaly champions, Aaron Rovers, and a scoreline of four goals and eight to Mead Hills, two goals and 12, or two goals and 10, uh, 16 to 20, but... Yeah, high scoring for this time of the year. Yeah, um, the thing was, goals win games. Well, yeah, I had know, that my own head, yes. Yeah, goals win games, the four goals that they let in for Aaron Rovers, but that, uh, by no means were they um, embarrassed, um, and they've put in a massive year, and I'll tell you one thing, I wouldn't mind going to that dinner dance. Well, we'll see, can we get you an invitation? Or maybe get one myself, you know. We'll have to ring Tiger, Dunnock or some of those boys uh, to see could they get us in. But, yeah, look, they've come a long, long way. They've 30 years as well, uh, over 30 years since they had last won a title. You know, anything else after winning that was going to be a bonus, you know. So, uh, they deserve great credit. And as you said, you don't go down to Offaly and win matches, you know, because you're on a high or whatever. Yeah. You know, you go down and you win them. You know, and, and to get 16, 210, 16 points, uh, that was, wasn't a bad wasn't a bad performance. Win your all. most games, you but know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, to concede four goals, yeah. you're always going to be on the back foot, you know. So, best of luck to them. They'll be, they'll be as you said, they have their dinner dance and they'll be getting themselves ready for... Uh, the 2018 season of the Intermediate Championship. Best of luck to them. Yeah, they will indeed. So, just at this point, we want to thank the lads in 41 venue in Navan. Um, always uh, so hospitable towards us and allowing us to do our um, podcasts from the venue, a wonderful venue. If you're ever out in Navan, call into the lads, real GA heads. Yes, we met Stephen coming in there. He's looking fit and well and looking forward to the weekend. He is indeed, mm. and we'll be coming back to that in a couple of moments. But at this stage, uh, Martin, um, we're halfway through the show. We're just going to get you to talk about a little stocking filler maybe for uh, Christmas for the GAA fan out there. Yeah, um, the season ticket is something that I've been harping on about for the last couple of years. You know, the season ticket gets you into all games in the county. And we all know your club could be playing three times in the weekend, intermediate or senior or whatever. You know, and this ticket for 200 quid, it also, as well as that's club plus, so that gets you into all the club games in the county, including the county hurling final, county football final, right? Then it gets you into, uh, if you want to go to Crow Park on St. Patrick's Day, um, it gets you in there, the All-Ireland Club final, great day to be there, some great games over the years. Uh, it also gets you in uh, to whichever code you prefer, hurling or football. Um, to you go to all both? The, uh, no, it's, it's one. It's one is, or the other. Yeah, one or the okay. other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can, you know, you can go to all the National League games um, at that particular home, home code. Home games, is it? Or? Yeah, home and away. You oh, know, really? it's National all Football League? Yeah, your own county's yeah. National Football League games. You know, so... Uh, <clears throat> Again, remember what we said earlier about queuing up and getting tickets in advance? This, this is the real thing. Plus, it also guarantees you that uh, for every round of the championship that Mead are involved, uh, you'll get the first one free next year for the first round of the championship against Longford. So if you've a season you get ticket, one championship yeah, ticket as yeah, well. You automatically have that. And for every game after that, you're guaranteed a ticket. So you, you, you have you, you, you can pay for it, but you're guaranteed a ticket. Yeah. So if your team got through to the All-Ireland final, you know... Uh, you'd be delighted to have bought it. So for 200 quid, 
It really is um, a no-brainer. A, a no-brainer. Yeah. You know? for, it, all, it, for all the mm, GA enthusiasts mm. out there who are spending 30, uh, 30 quid a week probably mm. going to games, you know, you, you multiply that by mm. the length of a season, you know, it really is uh, a ticket worth having. And, and, and especially that if you get into the National Football League games as well for Mead and you get into uh, Championship Finals, you get into the All-Ireland Club uh, Championship Final in yeah. Crow Park um, and you get your first Mead Championship ticket uh, free and then you get first preference on all tickets uh, for um, for following, yeah, for following yeah. Championship yeah. games with Mead. Ah, that's 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 a, a wonderful ticket. So anybody out there, um, any women listening in who want to get their men uh, uh, a nice uh, ticket or a nice present for Christmas or any men out there who have a, a, a partner, a girlfriend or a, a wife or a boyfriend um, <laughs> and who, who's a football enthusiast, enthusiast or a hurling enthusiast, Or if your next ticket. door neighbour is bugging you for tickets all year round, <laughs> buy, buy him a nice <laughs> present for, the, for, for them as well. Just get but out and buy the ticket, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's available online, gea.ie forward slash season ticket. And it really is a great opportunity. Can uh, you get what, it from the county board, or is it you just can, well, No, you get it online. But Brilliant. look, if you have no, if you haven't got an online facility, just send us into two hundred euros into the county board, and we'll uh, make sure you get the ticket. So every opportunity will be there. I can't stress enough. Uh, the benefit of this and I've seen it over the last couple of years and we have each year it's grown and grown now if you're in Dublin you'd be in woeful trouble because you wouldn't get it it's sold out and similar in Mayo it's sold out so it's well oversubscribed but it's not in County Mead we've seven league games uh, next year and God knows how many championship games coming up after that so get your ticket and, and for a, if your club were to go to the senior uh, championship final that's eight mm. matches Mm. at roughly 10 or 15 euro a pop, you know. So It'll be it even more next year if we get to the Super 8, you know. So, <laughs> that's it, you know. that's it. Well, anyway, there we go. That's the <coughs> Christmas, uh, Christmas plug-in for the season ticket. We'll bring it back to Leinster Club, but this time we're going on to the Hurling, um, where Kiltail were playing the Harps of Leash last weekend, and they won on a scoreline of 122 to the Harps, 115. And that's a great win for a Mead team, uh, in Leinster Hurling Championship, uh, Intermediate Hurling Championship, especially coming up against a team from Leash. Yeah, it's a great win for Kiltail. Kiltail set their, their stall out earlier in the year. You know what they're all about. The four in a row in Mead, what an achievement, really. It really mm -hmm. is a brilliant achievement. Uh, now they're in the Leinster Championship. They played very well on Saturday. They were always in control of, of the game. You know, uh, although the Harps did put up uh, a good performance, uh, Kiltail were always in control and they're very passionate. Uh, you know, Conor Sheridan, their manager, uh, Cahill, sorry, Cahill Sheridan, uh, their manager, he's very passionate along the sideline and he was a passionate footballer and hurler himself. Mm -hmm. So there was a few very strong players. James Kelly has had a fantastic season for him, for them, you know, uh, a number of others. Uh, Marco Sullivan Marco got Sullivan, a red card in the red game. Card. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's unfortunate. He'd be, be a huge miss. loss, you know. Um, Huge, huge credentials. Yeah, great footballer. Yeah, great footballer. And hurler, and yeah. Hurler, yeah. And uh, Killian is also on the team, so mm -hmm. he played very well. You know, uh, I think more importantly, one of their defenders uh, got an injury. I hope he's all right, Philip Garvey. Um, but overall, uh, they put an awful lot of work um, uh, into Leinster Championship. They want to achieve it. The last team to do it, and the only meet team to win that particular competition was Kilmesson. So, uh, they would see themselves in that same league, that same category, and they'll be disappointed if their season um, doesn't bring them that Leinster title. They will be genuinely disappointed because that's just as you, you know, mentioned bringing that title. They're going to be out Saturday week in Park Tolchin, yeah. and they're going to be playing or facing the boys from Ballyragget. Yeah, well, the famous Ballyragget. Who knew of Ballyragget two weeks ago, and now everybody knows of Ballyragget. Yeah, but. Oh, that's for all the wrong reasons, and I certainly wouldn't have any comment to make on that. But <laughs> in, in reality, Ballyraggart is at the heart of Hurland in Kilkenny. Oh, yeah. A very yeah. proud tradition, yeah. a very proud Hurland club. They were very good last week against Art Clock. They had a very good win over the Kildare champions. And believe me, they will be coming to Park Tolton with one thing on their mind only. And I'm saying <laughs> one thing on their mind only. 
Harlem. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I saw a tweet up on the Twitter machine the other night and apparently Kiltail uh, uh, have forfeited home advantage to go to Ballyragget for this hurling match. Can you confirm if that's true I or not? I cannot confirm that in any shape or form. Kiltail <laughs> and Ballyragget will be focused on the AIB Leinster hurling semi-final taking place in Navan in at 2 o'clock. On Saturday. So the boys from Kiltail won't get to act the maggot in Ballyragget, <laughs> but they will hopefully be uh, victorious over Ballyragget Saturday, Saturday week in Park Tolchin. Um, again, tried my best to, to feed uh, Martin there with a bit of, but he's not taking the bait. He's always got his county board heading him, and uh, fair play to him, I suppose. We'll move on now to a fundraiser you wanted to mention, uh, Martin. It is the Drumbarrow fundraiser, Friends in Low Places, taking place in the Headford Arms this Saturday the 11th of November. Yeah look all clubs are trying to, to raise a few quid this time of the year um, David McManus is a, a good guy there involved in that particular club he sent us in the email there he wanted us to give us a mention. Of course one thing he didn't actually know, friends in low places is a guy called Trevor Smith Correct. Trevor uh, is a very good guy uh, I'll tell you the reason why in a minute but he also played uh, football for Beliver and Hurland for Kildalki and was involved with, uh, with me junior teams uh, from uh, Hurland perspective so uh, it's going to be a good night if you like the music of Garrett Brooks and the whole lot and the reason why I'm saying that he's my brother-in-law ah very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering why you wanted to plug that get out there and get your tickets yeah. for the fundraiser it's Friends in Low Places with Trevor Smith it's in the Headford Arms this Saturday the 11th of November and that's for the Drumbarrow Football Club I've seen they've, in fairness to them they've done uh, a great work on advertising it it's been uh, advertise the length and breadth of the county they've got uh, hoarding up everywhere just uh, to try and yeah and that, that's a lot of that is down to David he's very skillful at doing all those things and he, he produces those posters and things like that you know but look at again do you think, it's do you all think, about do you think would Trevor play five nights in the Headford I don't know whether he I would. If, I imagine if he got paid for it, just, why are you planning to put him in? I know, it's just Garrett Brooks wouldn't play five nights in Crow Park, so he wouldn't. So and we wouldn't have the planning problems uh, in Kells, you know? You never know. You never know. The people in Kells might be sick of Garrett Brooks if yeah. he was doing two, three nights, but uh, best luck to Drumbar and the fundraiser this Saturday night. Um, just again, on to some club notes. That are, there are clubs out there. It's that time of the year, as, you, as you've already said, where t clubs and teams are planning for 2018. 18 and uh, one that just popped out to me was uh, Nafina are looking for people to send in resumes for their football and hurling uh, management uh, teams um, so anybody out there who's at a loose end thinking that they could be the next uh, Sean Boylan or the next Colm O'Rourke even um, get your um, uh, CVs into yeah, the Yeah that happens this time of the year in all clubs some want hold on to hold on to their manager others there's a bit of a merry-go-round really I did see something recently in Slane uh, Slane were looking for a manager but the crisis criteria uh, which they're looking for is going to be very hard to, to, to fulfil fulfill because they really are looking for somebody to get Tell them us. to the very top. No, just, uh, <laughs> it was just the different things you've seen in it, you know, yeah, right. the different experience required and all that type of thing. And know? is it up on uh, Twitter? Or is it, have yeah, you, have I think there's some, yeah, the advertisers somewhere a couple of weeks ago I haven't the exact things, but just, uh, I just, I thought it was rather humorous. Well. Uh, Follow us yeah. on the Twitter and we'll uh, we'll get that and we'll uh, repost it for up Slane on Twitter GFC, and yeah. uh, for Slane GFC. And of course, get on to, uh, if anybody out there does fancy themselves as a manager and uh, think they've got the credentials to go into Nafina, uh, check out their uh, Facebook page, check out their Twitter page and uh, well, you you'll need get the all details. These, you'll need your coaching badges and the whole of lot course. nowadays, you know? Yeah, you so... Know? Um, just check just that another out. thing I want to just say just in relation to clubs before you, you get away from that uh, is in relation to data protection there's new legislation coming in next year which is very very important it's European legislation but is very very important to GEA clubs in relation to the data uh, that they're allowed to actually hold on to uh, for their particular members so uh, there is a seminar at 10 o'clock on, some, on Saturday week, the 18th, um, in Crow Park on this. And I recommend that every club in County Mead actually send a representative to this. That's how important this particular is. If they have data belonging to people, 
Can they hold on to it if there's bank account details? Uh, most clubs wouldn't have bank account details about their members, but phone numbers, email addresses, all of those type of things. So, and how, uh, to, how you know, to do it in a secure yeah, way and yeah. how to do it properly and, and within the law. Yeah, all of those type of things. And, uh, you know, it's a big thing. Data protection is, is, is uh, uh, the new legislation that comes in next May. It has huge connotations for our association. So I recommend that uh, all clubs uh, send somebody to uh, Crow Park on uh, Saturday week. You always have your PRO heading you. Mm. And just as we mentioned, you always have your PRO heading you. I believe last night, Martin, this is just now not a note that I have down, but last night I think you sat in on your last ever um, Mead GAA uh, meeting. Um, well, no, no, it's the last, it was the last county board meeting. Sorry, last county board you know, meeting. Um, as PRO, you've done your yeah, four years. Yeah, I've, I've done my five years. You five know, years, and, sorry. Uh, that's the rules. I have to say, personally, I don't agree with the rule at all because, and I'm not blowing my own uh, particular trumpet, I, I enjoyed... Uh, it was a great honour for me to be PRO of the Mead County Committees. Uh, we worked very hard. I met an awful lot of friends. I benefited hugely myself from that. When I say that, uh, I benefit because I met an awful lot of people. I got a greater understanding of Gaelic games in Mead. Um, I came from a hurling side of the county, a hurling club myself. But um, I got to know more about uh, football uh, in the county and the workings of it and it was a great experience and why I say I don't agree with the five-year rule is um, it's very very difficult all over the province um, all over the, the country at the moment the county boards clubs are finding it very very hard to get a PRO so if you have one uh, that is good you really need to to hold on to it and it takes you know, a couple of years mm, I'd say to get used mm, to it and just as you're getting used to it mm, and you think you've got it mastered mm, you have to step down. Well that's true and uh, the, the things like that um, like when I took over first uh, I was very nervy but I had my own way that I wanted to see it and I was quite lucky with the chairman Conor Tormey. He allowed me to go ahead and do that. Now of course if, if I didn't do it right I'm sure I would have been hauled in but I wasn't and uh, we achieved uh, a significant amount of uh, things in relation to how we communicate with our members, how we communicate with the public, particularly in relation to social media. Uh, five years ago, Twitter, we had very few followers. Today, we have 23,000. Not a massive amount of followers, right? But 23,000, it's grown. Mm -hmm. um, so we were able to communicate with them through that. Uh, Facebook, um, anyone who follows on Facebook, Facebook Live, you see all those pictures, uh, match after match, uh, a great team we put together um, of, you know, Brian Kelly from Centralstown um, and Kieran Flynn from Dunsany worked very hard on that, right? But even even those particular things, it's beginning to evolve. As you know, just over the last couple of weeks, mm -hmm. we set up the MeGA app, Right? I was surprised I was at a county board meeting last night and that's what people were talking about, the GEA app. You know, so is the, the future, it's changing, it's evolving constantly. So what I thought was important five years ago, it's now... Defunct we, and it's you, new you know, stuff that's important. And we need every county, every county board needs a digital strategy mm -hmm. in order to communicate because that's going to be the way forward. And uh, you can be sure um, whoever takes over as PRO, I'd be delighted working with them, but they'll bring it on to the next level and I, uh, I, wish, I wish them well. But, you know, uh, there'll be a lot, there'll be big changes uh, next year, new management, you know. When and, is the AGM? Uh, the AGM is on uh, in December. In December. In Navanagh Mahoney's. And I think it's the 11th. And uh, that's the night that the nominations were. Yeah, well, the, no, for... the nominations will be all out 14 days before that okay. so for the different positions and things like that, you know. So, but look, the most important thing for me is I can look back with great fondness. I've had a great time, I've enjoyed it. It's been a great honour, as I said. So, you're and, telling uh, me that you know, we're going to have no sex in the city coming across the Tannoy system in Park Tolgen last year, next year? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we still have the tapes, we haven't replaced them yet. <laughs> You won't, be the voice, you won't be the voice of Park Dolce, is what you're saying. Well, look, everything changes. You know, I heard you saying yourself you might be around, you know, on the hula. <laughs> but look, everything changes. 
you know. Um, the words can be twisted. Well, exactly, you know, but you say it, we'll play with them. <laughs> but look, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because, mm. you know, um, having been back in Simonson for the last few years, uh, I got to know you as well through playing in Park Tolchin all those times and uh, you were always a friendly face, you were always a friendly man to meet coming in the back door and uh, saying hello. Um, so, you know, just wanted to point out the great job that you've done as PRO uh, for the last five years. You should. Um, mm -hmm. I suppose, uh, uh, talking of great moments uh, uh, throughout the last five years in, in Park Tolchin that you've had, Move it on now to something that we're going to do. Um, there's a show going on on RTE starting this week coming, I think. It's going to be the greatest Irish sporting moment um, and uh, people are going to get involved and vote on what their greatest Irish sporting moment was. But we here at We Are Mead are going to do our own little poll and we're going to do what's Mead's greatest GAA mo moment ever. So if, if we can get people to... Uh, tweet us or message us on Facebook or whatever it is and let us know what do you think is Mead's greatest ever GAA moment would it be uh, 1996 uh, beating Tyrone in an All-Ireland semi-final would it be the four game saga against Dublin in 1991 would it be the winning of the All-Ireland in 1987 having been in the doldrums for so long would it be the Centenary Cup of 1986 you know 84. or 84 sorry or the Leinster title of 1986 be, you know, what was but your you big GAA moment? Everything, when, when people start talking about those, it's all about the time when they were around. Of you know, course. what you can remember best. And you've mentioned uh, two of those. Um, 91. 91 was one of the greatest, greatest GAA moments in the history of our association. Yeah. Where there was no medals to play for. Yeah. Everything First was First round of the Leinster Championship. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Crow Park Italian ninety three times. Uh, Italian ninety was you know the year before the whole country was on about soccer and that's great and, and there were magnificent times then, right? Along comes uh, this in ninety one, a great battle, you know, and four great games. I was at four, at all four games, and I don't think uh, you could ever forget that. And its contribution to the GA as a whole, all over the world. It brought back the, the passion, the passion of two great counties, Mead and Dublin, playing against each other, you know. And I think it set up the GEA for great times ahead after that. And I, I genuinely do believe the contribution of, of what happened um, in 91, those four games, had far greater uh, consequences to, to just what happened in the two counties. Yeah. Right? Then you went on to 96. 96, the semi-final of that... Mead were absolutely magnificent. Mm -hmm. Why? This was the second coming of Sean Boylan. The new boys had emerged. The Darren Fays, the, you know, the wonderful Graham Gerrishies, the Trevor Giles, the Tommy Dowds. The new team had met. Everyone had said in 95, Dublin were after hammering us off the pitch. Jason Sherlock destroyed us that day. Mm -hmm. Well done, Jason, you know. But, you know, he went on to win his All-Ireland and he gave a huge contribution to the GEA himself. But Mead weren't finished. To lose by 10 points in 95 and then come, come back. back with a brand new team. People who were emerging now, there were well, well known players. New. No, they weren't fully there brand was, new. There was Colm Kyle and there was Martin O'Connor. There was, yeah, but sure, Colm Kyle and they could still play now. You know, those two boys, you know. But, but they, they, that was fantastic as well in 96, you know, and they all stick with you. But everyone will have their own personal moment, the greatest moment, you know. I'm sure. And not to, not to forget know. the Christy Ring win of last year. Oh, well, the Christy Ring, sure, as a, as a hurling man, the Christy Ring uh, win will always. Uh, stand out, stand out uh, for me as just one of those special moments. I was very privileged to be in the dressing room before and after the game. You know, I seen Martin Dennis at work. I seen players at work. I seen captains at work. You know, I seen the team at work. We we had the problem with the media after the after the replay. They were on to us all the time, and you know that was handled well. The management accepted what was going on. You know, they got together. They, they decided they, they would go for the replay. Great credit to Martin Ennis and his team. They went for the replay. They won the game. Magnificent. I'm disappointed there was only three or 4,000 at that game because it really was one of the more. greatest, greatest Mead moments in Crow Park. To be seven or eight or nine points down and, and then come back to win the game. Last minute free. You know... And, and, and not to forget as well, the ladies uh, winning the intermediate uh, final um, this year, having played the, in a replay of the, of the camogie. Um, you know, another 
amazing moment. Uh, yeah, in, we've in, had, look, every year there's an amazing moment and in the GEA. The, there's so, there's so, a couple of sadistic yeah. moments mm. as well. There's, of course, there's the 96 final where the row, all hell broke loose down in front of uh, Hill 16. I don't so remember people, I went out for a burger at that so, time. Well, I, I did. Was, I was late in, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was there and, and uh, you know, some people might think that that was the greatest moment. Mm. Some people might even think, God forbid, that 2010, the Leinster final against uh, uh, Loud, when... Joe Sheridan, the man we mentioned earlier on, scored the best goal ever scored in, in Crow Park in inverted commas. You know, but whatever sporting moment you think yeah, is the greatest I, I'm sporting quite moment. A, I'm, look, the, most of us will always be, I'm sure you'll never forget winning your first senior football medal in of your course. own town. How yeah. would you? You know, I'll, I would never forget when my own club won the senior hurling championship um, back in 93. You know, there's been some magnificent moments, you know, and but I just type of think is, and you know, this is a great program, there's an RT and it's looking at the wider picture for, you know, we're just talking about what's your me GEA moment. And it and, might be, uh, it might be, it might be know, so, like you said, it might be from your club. It might have been uh, something that happened in your club. It might have been, as you said, last year, Simonstown winning that senior championship. And my greatest memory of last year was all of a sudden we were leaving the dressing room and there's only me and Joe Lyons yeah. and the, um, the, the chairman, um, Jim Lane, uh, left in the dressing room and we said, should we better bring the cup up to town? And just three of us got into my car and uh, Joe Lyons hung out the window and we drove down uh, Bruce Hill and onto Trimgate Street and Watergate Street and the whole lot. And there was just the three of us in the car and I saw a Simonston supporter, Dermot O'Brien, a lifelong Simonston man, and we grabbed him and threw him into the back of the car and drove up Flower Hill up to the round O. So it might priceless. be just absolutely priceless, you know. Um, you know, for everything else, there's massive. But I think what we should do, yes, absolutely, <laughs> you know. But I think what we should do is, you know, a couple of us get together, get everyone to tweet in uh, what their particular uh, moment is. There isn't a whole lot of characters on on Twitter, but there's enough. Yeah. And we'll try and get our hands on one of those uh, jerseys that you told me. Uh, this, those away jerseys and we'll, away yes, jerseys and we'll give that away as a prize but just that's what we want to know and I know this is personal what is your favourite me GA moment tweet us absolutely yeah brilliant you um, give them the Twitter uh, account there exactly it's at we are mead um, tweet us and let us know what your greatest mead uh, GAA moment is be it your club be it the county or be it your, I, I, I don't know, uh, Camogie, Hurling, um, or whatever it is, let us know your greatest GAA moment in Mead uh, circles. Um, just before we finish up, I suppose, uh, just to as well say that Simonstown uh, Gales are representing Mead, taking on the Starlights of Wexford, and that's this Sunday at 2 p.m. in Wexford Park. Um, you know, anybody who is, I know that it was down on some sites as being a 12 o'clock kickoff or a 12 o'clock no, throw-in. It's a 2 o'clock throw-in. Um, so anybody getting down there, get down, support this Simonstone team. Um, they're coming up against a tough team in the Starlights. They're going to be a very physical team um, and we wish Simonstone the whole... Absolutely. And, you know, we, we could do with a good run. The county could do with a good run in the Leinster Championship. No pressure or anything like that, yeah. Michael. But we haven't done that well in the last number of years. So it would be great to... It's a good opportunity for Simonstone. Yeah. It's a great pitch down there. Fabulous facilities uh, in Wexford Park. Beautiful stand and, and beautiful stadium there. So we're I'm looking forward to the day. We're hoping we're going to rip it up when we're down there and, and come away with a victory. But uh, well, we wish you well. Thanks, everyone. And the county's behind you now because the club thing, your, the club championship, you've won this now. So this is your representative county meet and it is important. That's it. We're looking forward to a good well, Simonstown versus the Starlights of Wexford. That's Sunday at 2 p.m. in Wexford. I want to thank everybody for listening in, as always, to our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Get on to Twitter and follow us at, at WeAreMead. Um, and watch out for any up and coming um, streams that we'll be doing of games. Get downloading the app as well. And don't forget, we are made why it matters more. <laughs>